Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today, in 2023, we have an update from Executive Director Celeste Bundy. We're really excited to hear all her worldwide news, and let's start now. HopeCast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Will's Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co founder of Education Will's Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals Age in Ecuador as well. Education Equals Hope provides exactly what the name says. It helps provide for, those, an, for an education for those in desperate and difficult situations. And the purpose for this podcast is to keep all of our listeners, supporters, and friends informed as to what is happening with the ministry here in Ecuador. And around the world. Of course. <laughs> because we can't do it without you. And this episode is dedicated to around the world. <laughs> <laughs> to all of what we do around the world. Around the world. Because we have the executive executive director of Equals H, Les Bundy, here with us in the office here in Ecuador. Woo-hoo! Welcome back, Celeste. Good morning. It's so good to be back. I have absolutely loved my time here. And um, like Lee mentioned on his podcast, very um, sad that I have to go home tonight. Well, we are so thankful for you. Thank you for your time here. Thank you for what you do for us and people all over, legitimately people all over the world. (laughs) And that's what we want to hear about a little bit. want to take advantage of you being here and live and in person can be in the studio to give us some updates about how the ministry sites are, are going in Haiti and Costa Rica and Rwanda and Kenya and Uganda and Lancaster, South Carolina. Absolutely. So um, first of all, I just want to say thank you to our listeners and to our donors and our supporters. Um, you know, since 2020, we've there's been some concern of donations and how are we going to be able to continue our programs just due to the financial strain of the pandemic and the economy. And um, Every year, just God's faithfulness through our donors and our what we like to refer to as our community of hope has just been overwhelming. Um, and so we are just uh, like finalizing our 2022 numbers, and you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for believing in our work, um, not only here in Ecuador, but again, around the world. Mm-hmm. And it is just my privilege and honor to be a part of this organization, to be able to um have the honor of working with Cameron and Joyce and Michelle and Tracy and Susan and Andy and Mike and Lancaster and Scott and Linda and Costa Rica. And I'm just so grateful for the team. Um, And Lynn, our finance assistant, I couldn't do it without her um, and our board. So um, first of all, just wanted to kind of say thank you for, um, for your love and support of Education Equals Hope, because as Cameron and Jorge Luis say um, on the podcast every week, we really truly could not do this without you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Where would you like to start? You want to start in Costa Rica since that's... It's the closest geographically. Sure. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) Well, our program in Costa Rica helps about 32 students um, with their education in the area of San Ramon. And um, it it is led by Scott and Linda McAnally um, and the Costa Rica Community um, Alliance. And um, this is just a group of expats who have come to San Ramon 
saw the needs around them in their local community and have um, chosen to rise up and meet those needs. So Scott and Linda helped lead the educational programs. Like I said, there's 32 students that are able to go to school on a daily basis. Um, a lot of the kids that they work with are immigrants and refugees. Um, so it is amazing to see that they're not only helping Costa Ricans, but people who have found themselves in Costa Rica for a season of life. Um, they have a very strong program as far as um, the relationships that they've built with the schools and um, the the locations where they buy school supplies. So they have a really neat waiver system that I think is really cool where they support the local business people and then the students receive basically a coupon to go and purchase whatever their needs might be. So mm -hmm. I really think that's a neat and unique model so that they're pouring into the local community while also supporting their local students. Mm -hmm. The exciting news for Costa Rica is I actually get to go and visit and see our and meet our students and um, see the program for the first time um, since I've been on staff and um and so I get to do that in April, and then we actually are taking our first Hope on the Ground team to um, to Costa Rica in August. So um, we'll have so much more to share after we actually get to lay yeah. eyes on um, on the program there. So I'm super thrilled about that opportunity. Pura vida. Yeah. As they say in Costa Rica, thank you. Yeah. Tell us about Haiti. Well, I think a few weeks ago, um, you guys heard a podcast from Joyce Pipkin, who is one of our ministry site coordinators in Haiti. She works at our two schools, um, Lakai and Cavion. And then we also have, um, we work with Susan Meter, who helps lead our programs in Seven Yet. Um, I know, I'm sure Joyce shared about um, all of the difficulties that Haiti continues to experience, um, just the political unrest, the cost of materials, supplies, gasoline, um, are all challenges that Haitians experience on a daily basis. But what we see consistently is that they rise to those challenges. And if they're, I mean, truly a desperate and difficult situation, but the hope that we see, the hope that our students share, um, Joyce sends out um, basically a bi-monthly newsletter. And in each of those newsletters, she shares stories of these kids who, despite you know losing their home in the earthquake of 2021, or not being able to go to school for three whole months because of political unrest, that they have hopes and dreams and that they know that their futures can be brighter with an education. So just exciting things happening in uh, Lakai and Kevion specifically. Um, those programs collectively have grown to about 375 students. Wow. Um, they, um, the program tends to grow by about 10% every year. And um, it's just really great to watch these young kids who've um, really we've been partnering with for so long. And now they're able to, in uh, Kevion, which is a, a countryside village, um, they are able to actually go through 10th grade now at their school. So they're not having to go out and find new schools, which we would support them in that endeavor as well. But they have that community of support around them. Um, you know, we talk a lot um, that we within our ministry and our partner relationships, we provide that safety net of a, a community and a, an education, and they're getting to experience that in Cavion. And the same thing really in Savignette. Uh, they are a countryside school that has all 13 grades um, in Haiti. There are 13 grades, and it is a very unique situation for our students at Savignette to be able to go to school from the three years old 
until the 13th grade. So it's just a really— and in their community, because what, what we see here, and I'm sure in other parts of Haiti, is that there's an elementary school until, say, 6th grade, and then you have to go 45 minutes an hour, an hour and a half one way in order to continue your education past that so that they get to do that in their own community is, is really a gift. It's very special, and it's just that long-term relationship, you know. And I know when I— I grew up in a small town in South Carolina, and if I would see my third grade teacher at the grocery store, it was just like it it felt like home because I knew her. Like, I've known her all of my life, you know, or the majority of my life. Um, so that's just really, um, really a special, um, special ability that the, the students specifically at Cavion and Sevenyet have that community support and that network around them. That's amazing. It's one of the biggest gifts that we get to experience within Equals Age. Um, so, as I was recalling that the last time that we you were here to, for us to talk about um, a worldwide update, we actually had five ministry sites all over the world. Yes. And now we have seven, right? We do. So one of the new ones is um, that now the United States is not just the point where, where you live and we start working, but it is now an action point, too. Can you please tell us about that project? Yeah, thanks for asking. Yes. Um, and it's the next one geographically, too. Yes. yes. Sure. Right in order. Let's stay on this <laughs> Western Hemisphere. Um, I need to go back to school myself. Um, yeah, so Lancaster, South Carolina, as you guys know, Education Equals Hope was um, – you know, uh, envisioned here in Ecuador, but we were founded in um, in Fort Mill, South Carolina, and just right down the road, uh, we are in a relationship with a young man named Mike Truesdale, and um, Mike, when he was in college, uh, he got involved in um, in drug culture and ended up uh, going to jail and w was not able to finish his education um, until quite a bit later in life. And, um, you know, he obviously understood the value of an education, how having a safe community around you is important and how not to um, fall to the temptations of, of your peers, right? So, um, so he um, got married, has has a family, and um, just like a, a great story of of redemption in his life and um, and success. And um, unfortunately, um, his son went to college and kind of repeated his dad's behavior, um, but was killed in a drug um, drug deal gone bad um, as a as a freshman in college and. Um, when that happened to his son, he it just changed his perspective. You know, he um, started to see outside of himself and wanted to create an environment for kids like his son, for kids like his children, to have a safe place to go in the afternoon so that they wouldn't, although his son was in college, you know, just to have um, a community, a network, a, a support system for kids who are at risk of, you know, like being left at home alone or being, um, you know, just growing up in a in a poverty situation where they may not have the support that other kids have. Um, so he took the tragedy of losing his son and um, actually started an after-school program called Hope University. And um, we have had the privilege of walking alongside Mike since July of 2021. Um, 
you know, there, it's been honestly just like a, a roller coaster, some ups and some downs, but we're going in the right direction. Um, he has brought on a partner. Um, his name is Andy McIntyre. And the two of them together are really seeing a very strong vision for the future of Hope University. And we're just getting to walk alongside of them in that process. Um, so um, Hope University, if you're listening and you're in the Lancaster area, um, we obviously need uh, tutors to come in and read to the students. We'd love to have you stop by and see what the work is about. And um, and these two men are really making the different a difference in the lives of the kids that get to attend the after school program. Thank you so much. Cool. Um, let's head over to uh, the African continent. Yeah. We have three sites there. Which one would you like to share about first? Sure. As, as Jorge Luis mentioned, yes, the last time I was here, we had five ministry sites. Lancaster is one of our newer sites, and now we are actually also in the country of Uganda. So we'll start with the new and work to the old. Oh, How's great. that sound? Yes. So Uganda is the seventh. Wow. Yeah, okay. Uganda is the seventh. So um, this past summer, I had the privilege of going and visiting with our ministry sites in Rwanda with a, a, a vision team. Um, little plug there as well. We are taking our first vision team to or our second vision team to Africa this fall from October the 13th to the 26th. So if you'd like to be um, a part of that team as well, please reach out via our website, educationequalshope.org. Um, and we would love for you to consider that opportunity. What are the prerequisites? Who could go? Anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone with a passport. Anyone with a passport. Um, yeah, it, it is a little bit more um, involved than coming to Ecuador. Ecuador is so easy. Um, when you travel to Kenya and Rwanda and Uganda, obviously the time is a little bit more involved. So taking a five-day vision team to you know, 13 days because we want to make sure that we get to see all of our partners. Um, and you do have to have a, a yellow fever shot. So th- that's really the only thing, the only additional um, cost. And or, you work on all the visas. You do all of that for them. Absolutely. Country by country. So it really is as easy as I have a passport, I have a yellow fever vaccination, or I can get one, and I have a desire to go. Absolutely, yes. And then just go pick the money tree in your backyard and just... <laughs> Take some leaves off of that. <laughs> yes. Pick, pick. Either go to the money tree or here's an even better idea. Tell your friends and family about what you want to do and invite mm-hmm. them along in the experience with you. That's true. Um, so that they can join you on this journey to see what Education Equals Hope is up to in, um, in Africa. And, um, and hey, if your friends and family want to come along as well, we'd love to have them. So, um, yeah. So, um, actually, if I can change directions, I'll kind of uh, go through the countries where uh, – what the experience would look like so people would have an idea. Um, our listeners could, could join us via the podcast. Um, so first of all, we'll go to Kenya, um, where, again, a couple of weeks ago, we had Ben Tanguli here in Ecuador. Ben. Yay. Hello, Ben. We miss you. Come back. Jambo. Um, and he, Sana. Jamba Sana. Sana. Yeah, yeah Sana. Um, and so uh, Ben shared a little bit about his work in Katali, Kenya, um, which is just a short plane ride from Nairobi. Um, but it's out in the bush, and we have six ministry sites there. And, and then Ben and Chip also mm-hmm. got to share about our Hope to Others um, clean water initiative. So we'll do a couple of um, water filter distributions within the communities in which we serve. We'll get to visit a safe home for boys who were formerly homeless. We will um, 
go to orphanages and see some of the students that we have the opportunity to partner with. Um, it will just be a, a packed full four days of similar to what we do here in Ecuador of introducing at least two sites to our teams um, and again being a part of those water filter distributions and just really building relationships. Um, yeah, so super, super impactful times and seeing um, all that is unique and interesting. Um, we might listen to a little bit of Toto while we're there, you know. Um, so, um, and then we'll hop on a plane um, and head to Uganda, one of our newest ministry sites. So, um, we work with a um, residential school in the uh, village of Masindi, Uganda. And in Masindi, there's a school called Uganda Family Spirit. And the school initially started for students who had HIV or AIDS. Um, and now they serve 236 students who um, are all coming out of desperate and difficult situations. Um, there are students there that still, you know, that are HIV um positive. Um, but a lot of the students that attend are from local refugee camps. So they were living in a refugee camp as an orphan, and they've come into this residential schooling program where they do have that community of love and support um, and education. And uh, the, the kids there are simply amazing. Um, the way that they support one another, one of my favorite um, stories from our time there in July, um, you know, we, you're walking into a dirt compound with many hills and many rocks and um and there's a student there who is wheelchair bound and um and you know so the whole time I'm like how in the world is this student gonna get around this campus and as soon as we finished with our time together the students picked her up and carried her in her stroller in her stroller and her wheelchair and made sure she got everywhere she needed to be safely mm-hmm. and so and and even um I, we were asking about, you know, is there a is there a negative connotation towards the students that have HIV, or is it like they're shunned? And and uh, Isaac and who Su- Susan who lead the school there shared actually no, it's the complete opposite. When they wake up in the morning, the students who um, are HIV positive are encouraged by their peers to go take their medicine. And at six o'clock, it's like everyone has this internal clock and they're like, you need to go take your medicine. You need to go take your medicine. So they're just held accountable for taking care of themselves and lifted up despite their diagnosis, which I think is so cool. Um, and Uganda Family Spirit, um, to be honest, it's di- it's difficult. It's a difficult place to be because of um, because of the situations that you see. Um, but there is hope in that compound, and there is joy, and there is love, and there is, oh, just it will make your heart explode. Um, so, I, you know, don't want to deter anyone from it, uh, but it is an emotional experience, and um, but simply wonderful. And then last but certainly not least, we will head over to Rwanda to see uh, the Blessing School for the Visually Impaired. Um, that's some very exciting news for BSVI is that um, we've just graduated our second class of students and every student passed. So the five students that were in primary sixth grade or P6, they all passed their um, their exam in English. And keep in mind, these students are blind or visually impaired, and they're taking this um, exam similar to their peers throughout the country of 
Rwanda who are sighted, and they were all able to pass, and now uh, we have nine students that we support um, going to secondary school and 36 students at campus. Um, So you get to spend time with them, um, learn a little bit about the context of being blind and visually impaired and how education is changing their lives. Mm. Amazing. It is such um, a like I, I can't even grasp that we this is what we get to do. Thank you, Celeste, for your leadership in that. Thank you for being the liaison to all of those um, country, the the people who are championing the ministries inside those company that inside each country, and uh, for being just so in, encouraging and welcoming to everyone to come be a part of this. Your work is phenomenal, and we are very, very, very grateful that you're a part of this, that we're a part of what you're doing and your little dream. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for letting me be a part of the family. Um, it is really just an honor. And, um, and again, couldn't do it without the likes of Jorge Luis and Cameron and our other ministry site coordinators around the world and our partners and our donors and our supporters. And it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. a team. Like, it's not it, like we talked last week, it's not one person's dream. It's our collective dream. Our and dream. just um, excited to see how that goes. Um, if you would like to be more deeply involved with this dream, please go to educationequalshope.org. Find the Donate Now button. All of the ministry sites that Celeste just walked us through are listed there, as well as some others of individuals who are raising um, funds for um Uh, higher education or, 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 but thank you so much for being a part of this with us, being with us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org. Or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.